That's all. We got one goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry. Nobody's listening anyway. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy. This is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. And trust me, my friends, this podcast is less crooked than Jose Altuve. Don't need no fucking garbage cans to get this shit done. Let's get at her. AFC Championship game. Line is currently minus 7 for Kansas City. Total went up to 53 from the open of 52. We have the big debate. Is Derrick Henry the man to fade this week? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd rather see somebody about some fucking white walls than fading Derrick Henry. He's included. Got to take a look at it. I mean, you are really putting your balls on the table if you're fucking fading them at this point. Um, The last time Kansas City and Tennessee faced each other, and this is when the Tennessee offensive line wasn't hitting on all cylinders, he had 180 yards rushing. What's he been doing? 180 yards rushing. The last three fucking weeks, he can make it a fourth. I don't give a shit if the Kansas City Chiefs are going to fucking explode on offense. The only way that Tennessee Titans are going to win this game is with Derrick Henry producing. Let's not forget about Ryan Tannehill. I know he hasn't been doing a lot. But you have to take a look at his price point, especially like, say, on a site like Yahoo where he's $24. He's very, very cheap compared to Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes on Yahoo. So I think he's viable there. I am more on Patrick Mahomes. I do kind of like Aaron Rodgers. But if you're playing on Yahoo, if you want to fit the big boys in, because this is the fucking game that everybody wants to stack. If you want to fit them in, 
You have to save somewhere. Think about Ryan Tannehill, especially on Yahoo. Wide receivers. Yes, I will take a look at A.J. Brown. Yes, I will take a look at Corey Davis. I don't know if I really like either. A.J. Brown would be the guy I would look to first because he has a, a most upside. And we know that Tannehill will look at his way first before Corey Davis. Derrick Henry loves Corey Davis. Derrick Henry will throw to Corey Davis all fucking day. But then you got to have the guys I want you to really take a look at. Take a good, hard look here. And you can go on, say, Pro Football Reference, somebody like that, and take a look at this. It's expected that Tennessee is going to have Adam Humphreys back this week. So he'll be in the slot. Generally like to use the slot guy against the Kansas City Chiefs. That has been Tajay Sharp for the past few weeks. Humphreys has more upside, in my opinion, than Tajay Sharp. So if Humphreys sits, we go to Tajay Sharp. If Humphreys is in, we're going to Adam Humphreys. Against Kendall Fuller? Yeah. Definitely. Um, not my most favorite play, but I think you can look at Janu Smith in this spot. The tricky dick play on the showdown slate would actually be Anthony Ferkser. So let's not forget about him. I'll actually include him. I'm not going to include the player prices for uh, the showdown slate. You guys will have them. I'm going to send you guys the updated uh, spreadsheet today. Um, I got all the injury reports for today, so now I can actually send them out, which is great. Um, John Smith is the guy that's on the field all the time. Ferkser's second. So Ferkser's a definite pivot on, say, a showdown slate if you need value um, for this game. Definitely something to consider. Uh, so I will keep that option open for the two-game slate if we want to get tricky. This would be more of the Hayden Hurst-type play. A little less upside, though. That's the only problem. Okay. Other side, we're looking at Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, you have to consider Patrick Mahomes. Um, in terms of raw points, he's probably the highest. And I don't take that lightly. There's no way Tannehill can match him. It's going to be tough for Rodgers to match him. Could he do it? He'd really have to dig really deep into his bag of tricks to be able to do it. And I don't know if at the at the very low savings that you're getting from Mahomes to Rodgers, if it's worth it. That's kind of my thing. Am I going to consider it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But for now, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Of course, we're going to take a look at Damian Williams. Um, using the running back against the Tennessee Titans has not been favorable the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, he had Justice Hill had a little bit, you know, um, in the passing game. That's the only thing that's kind of keeping me on Williams. Is instead of gaining the points on the ground, can he? Is he going to gain it through the air? Now we do have Rashad Evans questionable. He's kind of my key cog in this whole thing. I want to see what's happening there. I expect Evans to play. But Tennessee's front line, defensive front line, is superior to the Kansas City offensive line. And that's why I may back off of Williams. They're better. They're good in the past, in the past uh, rush defense. But against run, opposing Rundy of Tennessee Titans, they're a little bit underwhelmed. I should also mention that Chris Jones is still questionable for Kansas City along their defensive line. That's why I think Henry's still in play. If Jones doesn't play, I think you ought to lock Henry in there. That's a big, big loss right there. That's why you were seeing so much with Carlos Hyde having success right up the middle. It was because Jones wasn't available. So pay attention to it. Keep an eye on it. Wide receivers, yes, Tyreek Hill is definitely in play. We need to figure out what we're doing for a secondary option. There's two options in my mind. And it doesn't include Sammy Watkins. I think a lot of people are going to travel back into that spot. And I hate it. Sammy Watkins is facing the Tennessee defense, which has been number two in DVOA for the last three weeks of the regular season. They haven't gone up past third since about the middle of the season. So they've been shutting down the number twos. So we need to find the number threes. That split between Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman. Robinson has it in his favor that he's on the field more often. Opportunity costs keep Demarcus Robinson in play. But we know that McCall Hardman could take it down the field for a touchdown at any point in time. <clears throat> Demarcus Robinson is on the field for about half the plays. McCall Hardman was only has only been on the field for anywhere from ten to twenty percent of the plays. So if you're using McCall Hardman, you're hoping he gets that long touchdown. We talked about this. We talked about it last week. Is it possible? Absolutely. But is Demarcus Robinson going to bounce back from dropping targets? He's been, you know, handling the dropsies lately. I don't know. You take a shot on it. That's the only reason I would use him. 
he's got not only the opportunity with being on the field, but he's getting targeted still a ton. And the way to beat the Tennessee Titans is through the air in general. That's why a lot of this offense is going to come out from Patrick Mahomes, and we got to figure out who his targets are going to be. Okay? Um, we'll kind of get back into that a uh, little bit. You know, tomorrow when we do the final cut down, but uh, I've been I've been looking through this. I mean, you can even look at the Kansas City Tennessee game from earlier this year. This was the game that we that I wrote up McCall Hardman. It was a McCall Hardman week. Said it was you know Tyreek McCall Hardman, the guys who are the fast guys, guys who can get over the top. Tyreek Hill went off. McCall Hardman had the long 60-yard touchdown. He had one catch, 60-yard touchdown. So keep that in mind. Tight end, Travis Kelsey is definitely in play. Um, It's going to be hard to get away from him. Now, we did see Blake Bell get a touchdown last week. Now, is that a fluke? Well, considering the fact that it was his first NFL touchdown, Technically, yes. Blake Bell is on the field for 50% of the plays. He's mostly a blocker. Is there opportunity for him to get a touchdown? Yes. Showdown slate, I think, probably. I doubt I can use him in a two-game. I think I'd rather go Kelsey... Or even if I'm dropping down, go to Janu. Even Ferkser's got a better chance than Blake Bell, in my opinion. But just keep it in mind. If you look at the opportunity that he he has, he, he has it. He's just not getting the targets. So definitely keep that in mind. Yeah, I think you can consider Kansas City's defense, but I think you're really looking at um, is Tannehill going to be put in a position to throw more, which means that there will be opportunity, uh, opportunities for the defense to pick them off. Sure. I think the way to play defense this week is not really to have to pay up. If you pay up for one, it's going to be San Francisco. Let's just throw it out there. But are you going to have to pay for them? I don't necessarily think so. It's kind of what we were talking about last week. If your lineup is better with a lower-end defense, just go with the lower-end defense. Just take it on the chin there. 
Rodgers isn't known to throw interceptions. So you'd be relying on sacks. A sack is only worth one point. If we're expecting these defenses or these offenses to go off in both games, because the line did go up in Green Bay and San Francisco. It's up to 46 and a half now. That was sitting at 45 for the longest time, and it jumped up a point and a half. So for expecting the offenses to go off, don't worry about the defenses. If you want to start at the low end and work up, fine. I just wouldn't get too worried about it. All right, as we mentioned, Green Bay at San Francisco. San Francisco still favored by 7.5. It's a little large. Um, 46.5 over under. I am considering Aaron Rodgers. Because in this game, if there is one way that they are going to win, it's going to be on the arm of Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Jones going to have the opportunity? Yeah. He's going to have the rushing opportunity. Line, the offensive line has more of an advantage in the passing game than it does in the rushing game. But they still have them rated better than the San Francisco defensive line. Quan Alexander scares the shit out of me. He stopped it. When he's been involved, he stopped opposing teams' running games. So... For me, I'm not going to rely too much on Aaron Jones. I'm not going to pay for that cost. I'd rather look at the Green Bay passing game, and it starts with Devontae Adams at wide receiver. Still got double-digit targets even in this game. It's actually the guy that scored the touchdown. So it starts at Devontae Adams. It ends with Alan Lazard. I'm not looking past these two at all. Yes, I've read somebody has Jimmy Graham. I'm not going there. I'm just not. Price is right. But there's too many intangibles running out here right now. Not only do you have Jimmy Graham on that line, they are going to put two tight ends out there to max protect. Why? Aaron Jones can't fucking blitz, cover a blitz to save his life. Jamal Williams is better and maybe in there a little bit more. Jimmy Graham's a horrible blocker. So you're going to see two main guys. Robert Tanyan, Mercedes Lewis out there. Every once in a while, they're going to mix in Jimmy Graham and Jay Sternberger. This is a cluster fucking a half. If you want to dabble in it, go ahead. I'm telling you, stay the fuck away from it. I'd rather see you try Geronimo Allison or Marquez Valdez-Scantling 
before you ever try Jimmy Graham, Robert Tanyan, Mercedes Lewis, and Chase Sternberger. It's not going to happen. They get down to the one, you're probably better off with Aaron Jones, to be honest. I took a look at the Tyler Irvin thing. Maybe in showdown, I'm probably not going to touch it. Danny Vitale looks like he's going to play. Uh, he was suffering from illness. Uh, illness. <clears throat> they still have him with the knee designation, but I don't think that's a re- been the real issue. Um, and then I looked into that, too. Uh, he's not really that much involved as what I thought he was. I mean, he's out there running routes, but he's not really doing that much. Um, he's only out there less than 20% of the time, so it's going to be a mix and match in that backfield. Um, Dexter Williams is also available, so I'm just going to skip it as a whole. Now I've been hearing a lot of Jimmy G. Nope, not touching it. If I'm going to pay down, I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill. Because I think Ryan Tannehill has a little bit more in the pay down structure. I think he's got a little bit more upside. Now, I say upside in you get what you pay for, right? I trust Ryan Tannehill versus the Kansas City Chiefs more than I trust Jimmy Garoppolo versus this Packers secondary. Now, it is the Packers secondary that can't get beat. Do not get me wrong. But it's not one that I really want to rush out and attack. Jimmy wasn't all that good against Minnesota last week. Jimmy was a bit rattled through the at, as soon as he threw that pick, he was rattled as fuck. I don't trust it with a 10-foot fucking pole. What I do trust is Raheem Mostert. Packers have always been a team that we like to use the running back against. Raheem Moster has the most upside. I don't give a shit about the whole Tevin Coleman thing. Now you price Tevin Coleman up above Raheem Mostert. Now everybody's enamored with the new slash old toy in Tevin Coleman, whose name is being ballyhooed about the airwaves. Fading Tevin Coleman. Full fade Tevin Coleman. I thought about it. I thought maybe I would use, you know, Molster primarily, and then maybe run a hedge lineup against Tevin, with Tevin Coleman in there. I'm not going to. Last week was an anomaly. I can't figure it out. Kudos to Steve, though, for saying use Tevin Coleman, um, mostly as a pivot off of Molster. So we use the pivot right back, and that's the way that we're going to go. Wide receivers, I'm looking right at Debo Samuel. I know the DVOA on the sheet 
says it's bad. I think I actually treat Debo Samuel as the number one versus the number two. So you're looking at a DVOA of 15 versus a DVOA of three. Still going to face Kevin King. Still probably going to see a little bit of Jair Alexander. Oh, I need to go back to the whole Green Bay thing, too, after this. But um, I'm going to trust Debo. I have thought about Sanders. And I am looking at Kendrick Bourne. I'm trying to decipher if I like either of these guys at all. We saw what Tyler Lockett did. The question is, is either Emmanuel Sanders or Kendrick Bourne going to be able to do anything here? All right. Do they need to do anything here? I think it all comes down to savings. I think he'd rather just go with Kendrick Bourne before Emmanuel Sanders, to be completely honest. <clears throat> but I don't know if I'm really looking at them that hard. I think it all depends on how much you really need to fit. The guy in the passing game is none other than George Kittle, correct? So... Yeah, um, not really. Like I said, I'm not really on Jimmy G. Um, I like Debo. I think I like Kittle more. Kittle definitely has more of the advantage. Um, Debo for upside. Debo can also, you know, we've seen it with the jet sweeps and stuff like that too. So um, that's why I don't really want to forget him. And then I'm trying to see if there's anything in between here. Um, that maybe I'm missing out on. Like I said, I don't really like Jimmy Garoppolo. It's it's unlike Russell Wilson last week, um, where Wilson was more prone to running. Jimmy's not as likely to run. That's what makes me dislike him more. So, yeah, really, to me... I'd rather fade Jimmy in this spot. And to be completely honest with you, I think any one of these four teams can win. I think Tennessee can beat Kansas City. I know Kansas City can beat Tennessee. I think Green Bay can beat San Francisco. I know San Francisco can beat Green Bay. So this is really going to come down to convictions on who you're going to use this week. Make up your own decision. Go through. Make a game script. What do you see? You may see something that I don't see. I may be, you know, what it is, what is it, nose blind to the stank 
of another player that you like more. So definitely, if you have a feeling, if you have a thought, run with it. Nobody's going to kill you for it. It's the last two games slate. Get fucking weird with it. More importantly, you know, trust in yourself. We've been doing this all year. So definitely, definitely. Don't forget about your own feelings. Now, when you look down after you get through the two games, the two game slate, and you get the showdowns, I hope everybody's understanding what this is. Um, it starts with the AFC Championship game. We'll just look at Tennessee, for instance. So you look at quarterback. You have Ryan Tannehill listed twice, correct? First one, CPT. Second one, FLX. What is that? CPT, captain spot. FLX, flex spot. FanDuel doesn't run a captain spot. Well, they do. You get a point and a half, but they don't price up the guy. So you just basically pay for what you got. So the captain spot's been X'd out. The pricing is listed highest to lowest. On Tennessee, on Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes being the top guy. Uh, Derek Henry, I believe, yes, is the second highest. Um, Your kicker spots, I added the DVP on there for you if you're interested in using a kicker. Um, They're all kind of the same. Like Kansas City's fourth. Against kickers, Kansas City is or, uh, Tennessee is fifth against kickers. San Francisco is third against kickers, and uh, Green Bay is twelfth against kickers. So, um, yeah, it's kind of your kicker. I mean, really, if you're looking in showdown, Robbie Gould's definitely in play. Um, in there, not in a captain spot, but. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, the FanDuel side, DraftKings, uh, you do have your captain prices in there as well as your flex prices. It is priced all together. So captain flex are mixed. Of course, it's Tennessee, you know, Tennessee and Kansas City game and then the Green Bay and San Francisco game. So it's priced in there and then it's price ranked based on those prices altogether. So, of course, your captain spots usually come in uh, a little bit higher, uh, but you're going to be able to compare, um, say, Corey Davis's captain uh, price versus A.J. Brown's flex spot, right? You know, they're right there next to each other. Corey Davis is a captain, and he's the 18th highest priced. Um, A.J. Brown is the flex, is the 19th highest priced. So, that's how you can kind of look and see where your discounts are in there. Um, kind of testing it out, but I at least wanted to kind of rank it in there for you. Um, I don't know if I'm going to put in any showdown slates for next year. I will have the spreadsheets built way earlier um, next year where I'll have them actually built 
Um, probably right after the schedule comes out, I'll start working on those and get those done before I start working on the draft guides and stuff like that. So <clears throat> definitely keep it in consideration. Um, if you like them or not, uh, and we'll hit it up from there. But uh, yeah, so that's our that's our first breakdown, uh, first actual breakdown of the slate. Like I said, go into Pro Football Reference. You can see all the uh, 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 percentage on the field, and then you can see the target, and then you can see the target shares. So, and just kind of look at it, and just kind of see if there's any type of uh, similarities, any type of pattern, stuff like that. Um, we still have another full day uh, tomorrow to go through this. I will have a write-up out tomorrow. But we do have news. You know, these games don't start until Sunday afternoon. So definitely keep the news in perspective. Um, and keep an eye, keep an ear to the ground. And, uh, yeah, let's try and uh, get started here, win some money. We have UFC tomorrow, McGregor and Cowboy. Go Cowboy. Um, that'll be tomorrow night. Get over there if you're on DFS, you know, full-time DFS. If you have access to Y2KC's article, get over there and give it give it a read. Good dude. Good, good dude. But until then, I'm out of here. Short-ass podcast. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.